Jesus. Amen. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost in the house today? Whew. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today. And uh, what a mighty move of God that we have felt over the last month. And uh, how many are excited about the revival that we're having right now? I wonder if we could just thank the Lord. Thank you, God, for the 18 that got the Holy Ghost in the last three weeks. Lord, thank you for all those that were baptized in Jesus' name. And if you're here today and you feel like, oh, no, I just missed the revival, I've got good news for you. Revival's here today. You can get the Holy Ghost today. Amen. I want to turn your attention to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21, verse 10, and while you're turning there, Matthew 26 and verse 14. But I do want to say as you're turning there, I just want to give honor to the leadership of this church and give honor to our pastor. Isn't it good to have our pastor back with us today? Amen. Pastor has so much wisdom that he had an extra wisdom tooth he didn't even know about. That's how wise our pastor is. And I thank God that he's here today, and I give honor to our assistant pastor. Aren't you thankful for our assistant pastor and all that he does? Amen. Amen. And Sister Cole, I want to honor you today. Don't you love Sister Cole? And I thank God for you. Right before I read my text, I have to give honor to my wife, Rachel, and all that she does. And uh, she's always working so hard for the kingdom of God, and I thank God for her and we had our yes thank you we had our aim youth fall outing last night and uh, we were there from 4 30 to 9 o'clock and it got kind of cold last night uh, but we had a great i think we had about 16 students go out there and uh, y'all we have a packed youth class right now and i think we should give god praise for that amen Revelations 21 and 10, if you're there, can you say, I got it. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Thank you, Jesus. Skipping down to verse 18, Revelations 21 and 18. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper and the city was pure gold can you say pure gold like unto clear glass skipping down to verse 21 revelations 21 and 21 and the 12 gates were 12 pearls every several gate was of one pearl and the street of the city was pure gold can you say pure gold as it were transparent glass Matthew 26 and 14 then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto them what will you give me and I will deliver him unto you and they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver can you say silver verse 16 and from that time he sought opportunity to betray him I want to preach to you with the help of the Holy Ghost today on trading gold for silver. Trading gold 
for silver. I wonder if you could put your Bibles down. Would you lift your hands one more time? There has been such a free liberty. There has been so much freedom in this house. And I know you've been worshiping, but could you let that flow out of you for just a moment now before? Come on, would you open up your mouth and would you release a prayer? Would you release a praise? God, in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we are so thankful for the freedom. We are so thankful for the liberty that we feel in this house. Come on, for just another minute. It just feels good. It just feels good when you praise him. Come on, would you let out a shout of praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you today. If you believe God's going to do mighty things in your life, not just your neighbor's life, but if you believe God's going to do it for you, would you put your hands together and would you let out a shout of praise? If you feel good in the Holy Ghost, you may be seated. If not, you can remain standing. Skyscrapers were no longer a vision of the future, but they were now becoming a reality in the present. Elevators had been used for thousands of years to move heavy cargo uh, using manpower, but by the mid-19th century, elevators powered by steam or water were available for sale. But the ropes that they relied upon could be worn out or destroyed and were not therefore generally trusted for passenger travel. That's when Elisha Graves Otis had an idea. He said, what if people could stand in a room that takes them somewhere? And Elisha Otis invented a safety break that revolutionized the vertical transport industry and installed in a five-story department store in New York City in 1857, Otis' first commercial passenger elevator soon changed the world's skyline, making skyscrapers a practical reality and turning the most valuable real estate on its head from the first floor to the penthouse. Elevators designed for human vertical transport was now available to everyone. And ladies and gentlemen, although this was an amazing invention, vertical transport for mankind was not invented in the 19th century. Abraham had discovered that room long before Elisha Otis did. Daniel discovered a room for vertical transport. David had found that room. Solomon used that room to obtain wisdom. And Paul lived in that room after Jesus changed his life on the road to Damascus. I'm telling you this morning that there is a room that you can go into that takes you somewhere. It's called the prayer room. Matthew 6 and 6 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. 
And when you have shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. I'm telling you the manifestation of the Holy Ghost that we're seeing openly is because of some people that have been praying secretly. Hear me today in the Holy Ghost when I say this. That the church is going to new levels. We are going somewhere. If you're not going higher in the things of God, it's not because you're not worthy. It's because you haven't positioned yourself in the right room. Some incredible saints of God are ascending into the heavens on a daily basis. While some people are simply standing in the lobby. It's time to position yourself for revival. Get in the elevator. Get in the prayer room and position yourself for elevation in the spirit. I've got room for you. This room is not just designed for Brother Campitella. This room is not just designed for Sister Cole and for Pastor and Brother Ryan. This room is available to everyone. Everyone is welcome in this room. Jesus made it available to everyone in this place. Oh, clap your hands if you're thankful for the liberty that we feel. It's because of prayer. What you feel today was not free. Somebody paid for it in a prayer room. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. Jesus. It wasn't long ago. I was driving down the road. And I saw a massive billboard. You couldn't miss it. We buy uglyhouses.com. Couldn't miss it. And underneath the website lies their slogan Don't fix it, sell it. A slogan that's appealing for a company that buys houses. But sadly, I'm only 27 years old. And even I have been able to see that certain churches have taken on this slogan. Sellouts. You know the kind of people I'm talking about. Sellouts betray, betray a cause for personal advancement. So they think. They settle for silver when they could have gold. Oh, I'll go to church as long as no one offends me. But if they offend me, I'm gone. With the don't fix it, sell it slogan hanging over their head. I'll go to church 
as long as pastor doesn't try to tell me how to live and how to dress and how to talk. And I'm telling you that we live in a culture that is so worried about offending people that they're no longer worried about offending God. I'm telling you, we got to stop worrying about offending people and start worrying about offending God. Who cares what people think about us if God's not for us? But if God is for us, the people are going to come. The church is an institution made by a perfect God, made up of imperfect people. You're going to get your feelings hurt at church. You're going to have things happen to you at church that probably shouldn't have happened. But you need to stop blaming God for what people have done and say, I'm going to stay in the house. People aren't perfect, but the God we're here to worship, he's perfect. If you're glad you serve a perfect God, would you clap your hands and would you give him praise? I'm going to stay in the house. I'm staying in the house. Don't sell it. Fix it. Be the change you want to see in the church. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 23 says, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. I've got news for the gates of hell this morning and I feel a special help from the Holy Ghost in this place. Truth is not for sale. Holiness is not for sale. Wisdom is not for sale. Worship is not for sale. Revival is not for sale. Prayer is not for sale. Our doctrine is not for sale. We're going to preach Acts 2.38 until we die or until he comes back home. Somebody shout, not for sale. The world we live in would rather sell something than fix it. But this gospel is worth fighting for. This church is worth fighting for. Devil, take your silver back. I don't want it. God gives me gold. Jesus offers me gold. Why would you settle for silver when Jesus offers us gold? I wonder if you could lift your hand right now and would you just thank Jesus. Uh, I want you to think about heaven. Come on, I want you to think about heaven. And I want you to worship him with your mouth like you're looking into the city. You are looking into the city that you're going to live in. Somebody look like John. Look into that city and try being quiet. Look at those streets of gold and try being quiet. Look at the jasper walls and try being quiet. It's hard to not worship when you look into the city. I'm looking to a city. 
Revelation said, and the city was pure gold. So pure as though you're looking through transparent glass. Judas traded gold for silver. Judas walked closer with Jesus than any of us here. He literally saw the works of his hands and he looked into the face of the master. He sold out for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver would have been worth anywhere between 480 and $600 in today's culture. 30 little pieces of silver traded for an eternity of gold in the presence of Jesus Christ. Backsliders don't gain anything. They lose everything. Once you know him, it burns in your soul. You cannot forget him. Judas didn't even get to spend the money before he died. In Matthew 27 and verse 5, we see Judas running to the chief priest. And he told, he, the priest told him, they said, we don't want your blood money. We don't want anything to do with it. And in Matthew 27 and 5, it says that Judas ran in. And when, he told him, when they told him that he didn't want his blood money, it says in Matthew 27 and 5, and he cast down the pieces of silver. Can you say silver? In the temple and departed. And he went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful for us to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. Matthew 27 and 7. And they took counsel and they bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. The potter's field was called the field of blood for good reason. That blood money of 30 pieces of silver was used to buy a graveyard designed to bury strangers unmarked graves because the only name that matters when we die is that the name of Jesus was on our life and what we did for him is what will last I'm pleading to somebody I'm reaching for somebody stop trading gold for silver stop trading gold for something that's not worth anything the first sign of a backsliding Judas was found long before he ever took 30 pieces of silver. Because if you look in Matthew 26 and you see the moment where Judas went to the priest and he said, what will you give me if I betray him? And they covenanted with him 30 pieces of silver. 
we pay a lot of attention to that verse. But if you look at the verse directly in front of it, you're going to see a woman there with an alabaster box. And she breaks it open. And the Bible says that she, she cries onto his feet. She washes his feet with her tears and she dries it with her hair. And while she's giving up this perfume unto Jesus, the disciples are upset. And they say, this is expensive. We could have sold this and used it to feed the poor. And Jesus said, the poor are always going to be with you. But I'm only here for a short time. And he said, what this woman has done will be a memorial unto her. Eleven of the twelve disciples took the rebuke and said, okay, I believe it. But there was one named Judas that couldn't handle it. He was a worship judger. He had been judging worship before he ever took silver. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, if you can't worship in the presence of God, you've got a Judas spirit on you. You better shake it off. You're leading yourself to a traitor. You're leading yourself to a traitor. Somebody ought to worship God right now and say, I don't care how expensive it is. I don't care how much it costs me. Jesus is worth it. You better shake the spirit of Judas out of this church. Judas, you've got to go. Spirits, you've got to go. Traitors are worship judges long before they ever become traitors. Long before they ever go and say, I'll sell out. They've been judging somebody's worship. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. You feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. Just lift your hands. I'm not going to be much longer. Just lift your hands. Somebody ought to speak the name of Jesus and bind the spirit of Judas. You ought to bind the spirit that laughs at worship. You ought to be ashamed at yourself for laughing at worship. You've got a Judas spirit. Come on, just another couple seconds. We're breaking through something right now. I'm almost done. Come on, let out your voice for just a second. I bind it. I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. 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 Yes. Yes, God. A spirit of darkness and witchcraft had fallen into Ephesus. In Acts 19, we read of a demon that was overtaking the city, and he had overcome the sons of Sceva, and the whole town knew about it. And Ephesus was able to see publicly that for some reason they were powerless against this spirit in their current condition. And this was... Not an unwelcome spirit, 
they had invited him. They invited him into Ephesus with witchcraft. He was not unwelcomed. They opened the door to their city and said, come in. And in Acts 19 and 15, we love the scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures to preach on. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? And when, when Ephesus saw it, they're thinking, those guys are a joke. They have no power over these guys. But this Jesus and this Paul, there's something to them. There's something about this demon that's taken the city that is afraid of Paul and Jesus. And so Ephesus starts to think about it. And everyone starts talking about it. They had seen what happened to the sons of Sceva and they did not want it to be them. They did not want to be overtaken and humiliated in the presence of all of Ephesus. And in Acts 19 and 17, it says, And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Acts 19 and 18. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts. That's everybody say witchcraft. That's witchcraft. They brought their books together and they burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver worth. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. The thing that they used to invite him in was the thing that they burned to get him out. They took all their witchcraft. They took their books. They took their spells. And they burned everything that was separating them from God. It was 50,000 pieces of silver worth of evil. That would have been millions of dollars in today's culture. Some scholars say it could be anywhere from $5.5 million. But they didn't care about that. Because once you see gold... You you don't care about silver. Once you get a taste of gold, you don't care about silver. Oh, stand all over this place and clap your hands. I'm trading in my silver for gold. Could you throw your hands up to heaven right now and would you let out your voice? What can I trade in? What can I trade in? It's an unfair trade. Jesus gets the wrong end of the deal, but he says you're worth it. He thinks you're worth it. He'll take the silver. You get the gold. Oh, come on. Just lift your voice for just a second. I'm closing. I'm closing. It's an unfair trade. It's an unfair trade. 
says I'm worth it. They traded darkness for light. They traded silver for gold. Don't trade in heaven for earth. Heaven is worth its weight in gold. Revelations 21 and 18. I want you to close your eyes right now. Just close your eyes. I want you to think about that city. And the building of the wall was of jasper. And the city was pure gold. Like unto clear glass. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. My friend Kyle, I grew up with him. I'm closing. He was one of the most talented people I'd ever known. God was using him. We were musicians together when we were teenagers, and he taught me a lot, and we tried to teach each other. And We loved music. Believe it or not, we were in a band together. We had a band, and uh, we loved it. And God was using him in a mighty way. We moved away. I lost touch with him for a few months, and all of a sudden, the devil started waving silver in front of him. Look at what I could do with your talent. Come, come to me. I'll, I'll make you famous. I'll make sure you make a lot of money if you come to me. So Kyle took the silver. He got a record deal. They started traveling all over the country. Started getting famous. People started to know his name. He started getting a feel of what silver felt like. That temporary pleasure that temporary silver in his hands and I started praying for him I reached out and he said he said Nate I've got a record deal I'm doing good don't feel bad for me you know how we do we reach out how you doing how's it going I said, he said don't feel bad for me I'm doing great I said how you're gonna need Jesus at some point you're gonna realize you need him he started getting into drugs and alcohol and all this stuff that was destroying his life and unhappiness and all this shame and despair that he would feel. One day, I got a message on my phone. I looked at it. He said, Nathan, I didn't know who else to call. You were the one who always reached out to me. I wanted to send you this message that I've traded in my record deal. I don't want it. I'm running back to Jesus. I don't want anything to do with it. And that day, Kyle traded in his silver for gold. Something inside of him realized, none of this is going to make me happy. None of this is going to sustain me. I need gold. I can't live on silver. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where you've gone or how far you think you are. You can trade in your silver for gold. You can trade in your past for a bright future. You can trade in your shame for joy. You can trade in your sorrow and say, I'm taking on worship and I'm trading out my sorrows. Here's what I felt to do today. I prayed about what the Lord wanted us to do. 
I want us to lift our hands and I just want us to pray a prayer of repentance. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance. I just want us, as a collective group, I want us to begin to speak out loud and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm a sinner. God, there's things I took. I took silver when I shouldn't have. I took offers that gave me temporary pleasure and I wish I hadn't done it. I want you to begin to pray out loud. You don't have to name your sin to anybody, but I need everybody praying out loud. Come on right now. God, I'm a sinner. I don't care if you've been in church 20 years. Tell them, God, I have a sinful nature. I need your help. Come on, would you pray out loud for just a minute? God, I repent. Come on, it says repent. It starts with repentance. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry for things I did. Keep your hands lifted for just another moment. Something is, something's moving. We're about to open this altar. Now with your hands raised, if you are ready to trade it in, would you make your way to this altar right now? Come on, come lay it down at this altar. Come trade it in. Come on, take what's in your mind. What can I trade in? Maybe I'm trading in depression for joy. Maybe I'm trading in sin for righteousness. You don't have to tell anybody, but just say, I'm coming. I'm getting to that altar. Nobody can keep me from that altar. I'm going to trade right now. Come on, people are making their way. Make it, make it in as close as you can. Come in as close as you can. That's beautiful. There's still people coming. There's still people praying. That's okay. Now, here's what I felt to do today. We've repented of our sins. And there's some people here that need the Holy Ghost. So we're going to, how many believes that God could fill some people with the Holy Ghost? I wonder if you could wave your hand as a testimony if you have the Holy Ghost and what a wonderful thing it is. I'm telling you, when you get the Holy Ghost, it's going to change your life. And what happens is when you get the Holy Ghost, it doesn't make you perfect. But that silver that the devil waves in front of your face all the time, there's a boldness that comes on you and you're like, no, in Jesus' name. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Has the Holy Ghost ever helped you say no? So we've repented of our sins. And I want men of God to just be ready to pray. And we're just going to lift our hands. And what I want us to do is I want us to shout the name of the one who is ruler of that city. Come on, would you lift your eyes and would you just pretend that you're looking into heaven? Some of you are, have to pretend and some of you are actually going to see some of you are going to see, but I want you to look to heaven. Come on, that's it right now. Just begin to talk to the Lord. We're about to release a shout of faith. And when we release that name, Jesus, I believe the Holy Ghost is going to fall. I believe peace is going to fall. Come on, that's it. That's it. Come on, something's happening. Just lift up your voice. We're about to release it. We're about to loose it in Jesus' name. We're about to trade some junk in. We're about to trade out some junk and take in eternal life. Come on, that's it. Begin to praise him for what he's about to do. Come on, just say thank you, Jesus. You've repented. You don't have to feel sorry anymore. Just start to praise him.